Sports talk conversations with a good laugh mixed in. This is the Sports Talk with Bedford and Ashby podcast from Double T 97.3. All righty. The uh, Lubbock Sports Medicine. I'm sure our guest who's on right now has had work done by Lubbock Sports Med doctors because, uh, you know, he was kind of wimpy and got hurt a lot. Don't you remember those days? Well, you don't have to be wimpy to get hurt. <laughs> you don't. <laughs> I was but a, it helps. I was a rugged hombre, and I, uh-huh. and I spent some time down there. Uh-huh. Well, they're a great team of doctors, I'll tell you that, at Lubbock Sports Med. They are just uh, – what a team they put together down there, Kevin Crawford and the whole the whole list that goes on. But uh, it, it's uh, – if you're hurt, your orthopedic things, this is the team of doctors you need to talk to. Go to LubbockSportsMed.com and check them out, and you will be really, really impressed with all that they can do and how they work with you and how they talk to you and help you get through the the battle that you're in, and sometimes it is a battle. Mighty Wash, there's locations all over Lubbock. This is the Texas Tech. Uh, <laughs> Texas Tech. <laughs> Trying to put your shoulders under Matt's head there. <laughs> this is the Texas Tech. Place coaches where they go to get their car washed. There's seven locations in Lubbock. They're all over the Permian Basin, and uh, they're Texas Tech uh, supporters and uh, corporate sponsors, and they're locally owned and operated. How about that? These are local people that own Mighty Wash. Yeah, all of our people are. That's where you need to go. All right, Matt Miller's here. Matt, there he is. Lubbock Sports Med. What kind of injuries did you have? He's of course, been you hurt. Didn't, you didn't have many your junior year because a third of an inning. You <laughs> it's hard to get hurt. Hard to get hurt. <laughs> I did not. I ended up in uh, – in 97, I uh, I blew up my elbow, so I had Tommy John surgery. Oh. Uh, Dr. James Andrews in Birmingham okay. uh, did my reconstruction. And then uh, in 02 and 03, had rotator cuff surgery. And that's ultimately uh, what ended my career. My last pitch that I ever threw was in Tampa Bay against the uh, Rays in the big leagues. Um. And I just had I'd shredded my shoulder the, the, the September before, just kind of overused. I'd finally made it to the big leagues, and so I got called up, and they kept handing me the ball. I was throwing really well. And so the last thing I was going to do is tell them that I needed a day off. And the thing I needed to do was tell them I needed a day off. Yeah. And so it didn't feel right that off season. And so then in spring training, I came in, and they didn't sign any other left-handed. Detroit did not sign any other left-handed pitchers. Uh, relievers because I'd had I think I had 10 scoreless appearances and I stranded every runner uh, that I inherited uh, out of the bullpen in September and so it was it was my job and so they didn't sign anybody else but I knew that offseason my arm wasn't feeling right and I was having a hard time lifting weights and my throwing program wasn't going well I roll into spring training and I am about 84 to 85 miles an hour and normally I'm 91 92 and somehow I made the team out of spring camp. And I was the first reliever out of the bullpen on opening day in 02. Um, and then on got day two off. And then on day three, came in, gave up a grand slam, gave up about two more hits, and that was it. And so rotator cuff reconstruction twice. Oh, man. That's, that's, that is uh, tough to do. I remember, I remember, Matt, you being hurt. I remember that you were – yeah, yeah. It, was, it, it was it was a crummy way to end it. Uh, I'd finally kind of figured it out. I think I got called up to the big leagues, and I was either 25 or 26, and I'd kind of figured out how to pitch. And um, Man, about the time I get there, I can't stay healthy. Uh, just with, you know, one thing about going, coming out of the bullpen, being a lefty specialist, I mean, you're up almost every day. It didn't mean you were going in, but you'd get warmed up, and 
And once you're hot for that day, uh, I mean, it, yeah, it then you sit down and, arm. Yeah. and so I, I probably needed more experience because I was always a starter until my last two years of the pro ball. And so probably what I needed was more experience on yeah. maybe not getting a hundred percent loose until you're a hundred percent sure that they're going to bring you in. And so anyway, just wear and tear overuse. I think I was 28 when I got let go. Um, but I always get to tell people I didn't have to get a real job until I was almost 29 years old. And so that's, that's a pretty good gig right there. Did you like Detroit? Loved it. Loved it. We were, a, we were a losing organization. And so it was a perfect spot to be for a guy that's in the minor leagues. That's trying to try to make it, try to get called up. They didn't spend a lot of money on free agents. Um, they were always middling, you know, third, fourth place, fifth place in the in the AL Central. Yeah. And so it was great because if you were a minor league guy with the, with the Yankees at the time, there was nowhere to go because even if you were climbing up their system, as soon as you got close, well, you knew at the trade deadline that they were just going to trade for, for an all-star. And so your best chance as a, as a Yankee prospect was to get traded away to somebody else. So Detroit was, was definitely not that story. I always enjoyed it. They always took care of me. Since I was a high-round draft pick, it's kind of like anything else. When, when when somebody puts more money into you, you get a little bit more time, you get a little bit more attention, and I probably got a couple extra chances that I wouldn't have gotten performance-wise if I had been a later-round pick because, you know, if you go spend $5 on a T-shirt and it gets a little stain on it, you're pretty comfortable throwing it out. But if you spent $500 on a, on a shirt – you're probably going to wash it a few times and really take care of it and give it a few extra chances. And that, and that was me since I was a second round pick, I got more opportunities and it wasn't until I was 24, 25, 26 until I really figured out how to pitch. And so no, Detroit was a great place for me. Yeah. Well, that's good. That's, that's pretty smart. Play on a team. If they're not trying to get other guys, I am the guy. But... Well, it's smart. To be, <laughs> it's smart to be the guy. Yeah. It's smart to be the guy. You were number 41 yeah. overall pick. In 1996, that's pretty impressive. Yeah, I think Matt. I was number. I, I think I was 125 out of high school, 123 or 125. So I was I was fifth round by the Cubs out of high school. Yeah. And uh, at that time, the way it worked was you had until the first day of class to negotiate your contract. And so we went back and forth with the Cubs that summer. I was playing in. I got to play in the Astrodome in the uh, Texas high school all-star game. I got to go to Battle Creek, Michigan, and play in um, a national high school all-star game. I was living in Burke Burnett, playing for the Black Sox. So it was a really fun summer, and we were negotiating with the Cubs the whole summer um, and just could never get close to a number. You know, I wasn't using an agent. It was just my dad and I. And, um, and, and, and the night before school started, the Cubs called. I remember I was – I don't know if you guys remember this. I was living in Weymouth, and I guess we didn't have phones. Is this right? We didn't have phones directly in the rooms. And so I got paged that there was a phone call. So I went down to the lobby of Weymouth, and I took this phone call. And it was it was my scout that was doing the, the negotiations with me. And they offered the number that we'd been asking for. I mean, oh, been, and you're already been, in the dorm. They were like half – Yes, the whole summer they had been offering half of what we were asking for. So we were, you know, a couple hundred thousand dollars apart. And so I'd kind of just become resigned to the fact that this wasn't meant to be. I'd moved into the dorm. I'd gone through a rush. 
I'd pledged Fidelt, and that night before class started, they called and said, okay, we'll give you your number. And I didn't, I didn't hesitate. I didn't pause. I didn't say, hold on, let me call my dad. I told them, hey, I really appreciate it, but I'm going to be a Red Raider. And very politely hung up the phone. And the next morning I went to class at a 9 a.m. Um, with Dr. Atkins, with all the other athletes uh, in some kind of like parks and rec class or something <laughs> like that. Something that was really going to help. Something to get you started off easy. That, that's exactly right. <laughs> and, I, and I don't ever know who who they thought was watching, but the way MLB rules were is as soon as you attended your first class, you were now committed to that college. You could not sign your contract. So I remember a bunch of my, my contemporaries would, uh, they, they wouldn't go to class the first couple of weeks, guys that were holding out and still negotiating. And so when I crossed that threshold at 9 a.m. on that Monday morning, uh, I knew that I was, was going to be at Tech for the next three years. Now, at the same time, I knew I wasn't going to be there my senior year because the way the rules work is you can get drafted out of high school. And if you go to a four-year school, you're draft eligible after the third year. And so I knew it was three years from that minute uh, um, th- that I was going to go. But it-, it worked out okay. I moved up from fifth round to second round. And, um, yeah, really and it was good. perfect. And-, and I still tell people, anybody that will ask, those are the three greatest baseball years of my life. Well, I was about to say it worked out good. The time was so much more fun. Yeah, I was going to say, it worked out good going from the fifth to the second round, but it worked out good going to Texas Tech for three years. That's that's the neat part about it. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. It, it, it was so much more fun. And, Gary, you played pro ball, and so you know the difference. I, it is so true, and it's kind of a cliche, but at, 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 in college we really were playing for the, the name of the – that was on the front of the jersey. I mean, all those guys were pulling on the same rope. We were all Red Raiders. We were all trying to win ball games. When you get to pro ball, it is 100% about the name on the back of the jersey. Each guy is so concerned with their own success. And it makes sense because you don't have to win a single game. But if you perform well, you're going to move up. And so it's so much more individual. And, And so I really enjoyed my time at Tech so much more because of the camaraderie and because of the, everybody was trying to achieve one goal. And it really was about winning and not that you weren't trying to win in pro ball, but I gotta be honest, if I, if I would, you know, if I was in double A and I went seven innings and gave up one run and we lost one to nothing, I'm a little bit closer to the big leagues than I was that, <laughs> that morning when I woke up. Uh, and, and if you go four innings and you give up 10 runs, but your team wins 11 to 10, that doesn't really do me. You good. don't sleep good that night. The big league, so yeah. hey, no. Oh, it's brutal. Oh, it, it was brutal. Yeah, I played with a guy that was quoted in the paper. I think this is in Walla Walla. It might have been in Reno. He was quoted as saying, "I'm not here to make friends. I'm here to get to the big leagues." And you go, "Okay, <laughs> yeah." And you know what? Here's an here's an interesting <laughs> dynamic, Gary. Tell me if you remember this. So. I got stuck in double A for about three years where I just, I couldn't throw enough strikes. And I was struggling with the, with the higher level of competition. And in one of those years, four of the five starters were left-handed. And I remember, I remember not actively or obviously out loud rooting against those other starters, but I always remember <laughs> that feeling in the back of my head that you would kind of take satisfaction 
when they didn't throw well. And, yeah. and what I didn't figure out. And you out don't feel good about I, yourself for feeling that way. <laughs> no, no, no. It, 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 it's a terrible feeling because you know inherently why am I, why in the back of my head am I celebrating that these other guys are struggling? And, and what you figure out after enough years of being in the minor leagues, it doesn't matter what anybody else does. If I throw well or if I hit well, I'm moving up. And 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 so I until I finally got that through my head, probably my third year in double A, where I stopped worrying about the other lefties or the lefties that were ahead of me in triple A or looking at the roster in the big leagues and who was struggling. I didn't have any control over that. And so when you kind of hone in and, and focus on the stuff you can control, I really started to take off and all the other stuff was just it was just noise in the background. And before it, it seemed like it was in the foreground, even though it didn't have anything to do with me making it. Well, let me, let me, let me ask you this, Matt, because everybody that has played baseball at Monterey has coach Magel story. Everybody's got coach. And some have several coach Magel stories. Do you have a couple that you can share? Oh, absolutely. I, I have one. That, oh, I'll, I'll share two with you. One's a positive, one's a negative. Of course, I'll start with the negative because it's much more entertaining. Um, <laughs> So it is my sophomore year. Uh, Plainview is in our district, and yeah. we get on the bus. We're playing at Plainview, and again, I think I pinch, pinch ran once, and so I was not <laughs> a threat to enter the game. Well, my best friend was named Chris Shuffield. He was also a sophomore, and he was the starting first baseman. Big old boy. And we're on the bus, and, uh, and we're pulling up, and Chris comes up to me <clears throat> and kind of grabs me quietly and says, "Hey." I forgot my spikes. Can I borrow yours? <laughs> and I was like, and I was like, yeah, I, I, absolutely. What do I need my spikes for? I'm not getting in the game. Now, unfortunately, I did not wear tennis shoes to school that day. I had oh, no. um, loafers. Yeah. So oh, I had no. loafers. Brown high top <laughs> loafers. I don't know if you guys remember that fad at all, but they were dressed Chuck shoes. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. it was like a dress boot, except it was lace-up, yes, because I was on the edge of fashion. You probably got and it so, at, at Jay Riggins or somewhere like that. I, oh, my God, yeah. So I'm, I'm sitting on the bench, and it's – I don't know what inning is. It's probably the sixth or seventh, and plain view's not bad. And out of nowhere, I hear, Miller, get a bat. You're on deck. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. And I'm sitting there in these brown high top loafers. And so this is great. So I turn to one of my good friends, RJ Garcia, who is the backup shortstop, also a sophomore. And I'm like, dude, can I borrow your shoes? And he's like, yeah. So he starts untying his and I get mine off because, you know, loafers come off real fast. So that was no problem. Yeah. But his spikes are not coming on to me very quickly. And Mago keeps looking over there. We're in the, I mean, I can see it. We're in the third base dugout at Plainview. Yeah. And finally, after, and I, I don't know why I didn't just put them on and tie them when I got in the on deck circle, but I didn't. I was trying to tie them on the bench. And finally, he's like, Miller, where are you? Forget it. And, and I've got it. I've got one more lace to go. I've Forget got it. almost tied. And so, as you might predict, like a bad sitcom, what do you think Mago says next? Miller, forget it. Garcia, go hit. <laughs> you got his shoes and so I'm taking my shoes off to try to get RJ's shoes back. <laughs> hey, hey, Matt, we only got one minute. Exact same thing happens. Yeah. What? yeah. And so M Magel is getting 
furious. <laughs> and right about the time that RJ tries to get his own shoes back on, he's like, forget it. Franco, go get it. And so Joe Franco, who was probably the last guy on the roster, he was a good friend and a really good dude, but he had to be the furthest guy down on the roster. Yeah. And that dude gets to pinch hit at Plainview, and therefore, I still had zero at-bats as a sophomore and a junior. Hey, Matt, we're about to come to the break. And hey, let's have you on again next week. I know you've got uh, Little League stuff today, uh, but let's have you on if you can next week. Cause can you do it? You can save the good story, the fun story. I mean, you bet. The, you, yeah, you, you, yep, you guys let me know. I'm good to go. All right, All right Matt. Matt. Thank you for being on, buddy. Thanks, guys. See we appreciate, appreciate you. you. That's great. Yeah. Oh, look, looking forward to next week. Now. That, now, that's a typical Coach Makel story right there. Oh, Lord. Just forget it. <laughs> Just forget it. Where, where? You turn around, you see his number 20 yeah. walking away from you. <laughs> All right, we'll be back. Sports talk conversations with a good laugh mixed in. This is the Sports Talk with Bedford and Ashby podcast from Double T 97.3. Yeah, for what it's worth. Let's just listen. I hope they were. Are they going to sing? <laughs> no, they're not going to sing. Okay. Hey, uh, Fuddruckers and the Ranch House. Those are both owned by Mickey Rogers. Fuddruckers here in Lubbock at 55th and Slide the Ranch House down on 16th and Buddy Holly Avenue. Ranch House is open from 7 in the morning to 2 in the afternoon. Mainly serves the downtown community, but I know people that drive from all over Lubbock to go down there and eat. Yeah. Breakfast all day long. Really good. Fuddruckers, the world's greatest hamburger. So many different kinds of meats to choose from, plus the dessert bar and everything else that goes with it. Big screen TVs. They're also in Midland in the Midland Park Mall in the music. City Mall in Odessa. So, Fuddruckers and Ranch House, they're huge supporters of athletes and sports and teams all across this part of Texas, I'm telling you. And Radio Lab, 75th year in the business, 75th anniversary year. Jeff Griffith, that's amazing what they've done these years. And this wonderful store, locally owned and operated, the big names you're looking for in appliances and TVs. And plus, they'll help you get it installed, the yes, whole deal, will. take you all the way to the finish. They're located at 4902 50th Street, 4902 50th Street. Most of you know where they are because you shop there and locally owned is that's the, main the big deal thing right there and they do a great job of taking care of you at radio lab all right do we have matt on the phone we do have matt matt dowdy is with us he's like i don't even know what's your official title matt tell everybody i'm assistant ad for communications now assistant oh Ooh, that's kind of a big deal what does that mean yeah. Communi- communications it's broad. It means dealing with the media. It also means social media. There's just a lot of different forms of communication that we use to get information out to the public. Um, it, it's it's a uh, and we try to use them all, whether it's website, social, um, working with the media, um, just a lot of different forms of where we can get information out to a rather big fan base that loves the Red Raiders. When he said that we try to use them all, I thought the next line was going to be even you guys. Even you guys. Are we are we considered media, Matt? Yeah, oh. y'all are big social media guys, is what I've been told. So oh, is that right? Especially, we are? especially no. try to angle towards y'all. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm sure you do. <laughs> yeah, I just appreciate you agreeing to be on. Yeah, I got. I, just, I finally backed Matt into such a corner, trying to get him to get coaches and everything. I finally said, "Well, how about Matt Dowdy? Can you get him?" And yeah. He, he said, are you powerful <laughs> enough to get Matt Dowdy on? <laughs> We we had to negotiate around a big four year old soccer match yeah. at eleven o'clock this morning. Uh, that's that's what happens when you're uh, on an o- on an open week. That that tends to happen to about everyone in the football building. 
Now, is this boys or girls, or is it a mixture of four-year-old? Uh, four-year-old niece. Okay. All right. So that, she, I can't imagine good? anything better than a four-year-old soccer game. Yeah, it'll be it'll be <laughs> tons of excitement. Is it out at Huffman Field? Yes. There yeah. is no windier. And wait, just wait. If the schedule goes very much longer, there is no windier or colder place in Lubbock, Texas than Huffman I Field. Is, I, I believe I've been told this is the last game of the season. Oh, so we're gonna, hallelujah. This is the only one I've, I've been able to um, possibly make. So um, What a great scheduling. <laughs> That's good to get it over for winter. This is the place where they, they kick the ball down on the end. It just rolls and rolls and uh-huh. rolls. And they have to go get the ball. Yep. Yeah. This well you're you're really nice to go do that. That's that's really great that you're doing that. All right, but you get this is probably the guy Gary that spends more time with Coach McGuire than anybody. Uh, I'm I, every time I see Coach McGuire there's Matt Dowdy. You're with him a lot. That's and it's got to be fun, Matt. I mean, I, this guy is so great to be around. Well, he is and here here's a good story for you uh, on Coach McGuire and that's that's pretty accurate. There's there's Rarely a day that goes by, especially during the season, where me and him don't talk for two or three minutes, just kind of check in, um, just what's going on in different areas. And he gets off the plane last November, accepts the job. Uh, we're going to do a press conference that later that day. And then me and um, Joey Johns, who was our social media director at the time, he was talking to us for a couple minutes, and he says, I promise you, I'm going to be the easiest head coach you ever worked for. Well, us sitting there, we're like, we've worked with a couple really easy head coaches to work with. And, I mean, Coach McGuire's got off. He, he said that, and I told his wife, Debbie, recently. I was like, I said, that there hadn't been any question about that. I said, it's been great for the eight, nine months since then. And so, um, you know, he, he's what you see on television, what you see on radio, wherever you see Coach McGuire out in public what you see is really what you get. He's authentic as they come. Um, his whole family is. And so, um, you know, it's been a great experience. And then, I mean, the first six games of the season, I think you you can tell just from our players how much they appreciate and how much they enjoy playing for him and his staff um, because it's been a challenging first six games, but I, I feel like they've played well and held up. Oh, and they've played played so hard. You can, yep. tell, you can tell they're all bought, bought in. Now, now, if you're with Coach every day, do you ever have a day where you go, God, Coach seems a little down today? <laughs> Not usually. Even, I mean, even when I see him on Sundays, sometimes after a road trip and we haven't, things haven't gone our way, I mean, he has that 24-hour rule where <laughs> it can bother you for 24 hours, but once that 24-hour rule it's up, and I, I don't think I, – I've, I've been in there a few times before 24 hours is up, and he's the same guy. And so I think um, – one of the terms is positivity is contagious, and it's true. And I think it it reflects throughout that building. It reflects through players. It reflects even through support staff like me. I mean, it's it's a uh, it's a great place to go every day. It really kind of affects your life, doesn't it, Matt? I mean, you're kind of like oh, I ought to be happy, I guess. Yeah. Coach <laughs> seems to yeah, be what's happy. Wrong with me? <laughs> yeah, it, it does pep you up, doesn't it? It, it just gives uh, it you. It definitely does. We we do we do some uh, occasional. We did like a. Um, interviewed the other morning 7 a.m with Sirius XM and he's he's up and going on coffee and he's ready to go and sometimes that'll get your day going on the right right direction you know you you've had him on you know you've gathered him up and had him on our show a time or two and we've enjoyed him but I tell you what we've enjoyed every bit as much as having Debbie on she's she's a delight in herself yep 
the McGuire family is a great family. Debbie is Debbie is fantastic. She treats um, she treats my wife outstanding. Um, but our, their two kids too. Uh, Reagan, obviously a Texas Tech graduate, and then um, Garrett got to know Garrett a little bit with uh, in between his time. He's working with the Carolina Panthers currently, and uh, you know just great family. I mean, great family, and everyone that's kind of close knit in their families, just outstanding individuals that. You know, this West Texas and Lubbock, we're glad to have them. Is Garrett going to get to stay with the Carolina Panthers? I don't know. I think he'll have some options, but I yeah. think probably that's probably more for Garrett to determine than me. Yeah, have some have some chances <laughs> to move. You're not going to be in charge of that? No. Okay. No. <laughs> you don't want anything else You'd to be in charge keep of. You'd probably him, though, wouldn't you? <laughs> You'd keep him. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's uh, – so what are they doing right now, the coaches? They have an open week, and uh, I know it probably comes at a good time to get everybody kind of healed up a little bit, get, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Barron get back going again and uh, and Donovan and uh, Shuck. Who knows what's going on with Shuck? We, I don't really know, but uh, get everybody healed up a little bit. I talked to a couple people on our staff the other day and about how – you know, I can remember just historically with our football schedule, I felt like this was one of the most um, timely open mm-hmm. weeks that we've yeah. had in a long time. Um, not only from just injuries, but just rest, the mental side of it. You can just kind of get your breath, and then you can get going for these final six games. But uh, the way the schedule kind of worked for this team this week was um, Tuesday, Wednesday, they practiced. Um, like this last Sunday, they did they did their normal Sunday practice, and then when Wednesday's practice was kind of over, a lot of a lot of all of our staff, in fact, all of our ten coaches, and then Coach McGuire either um, drove down to Midland, Odessa, or they were in DFW, Houston, um, different parts of the state for recruiting, um, both on Thursday and Friday, and I think a little bit today as well, and so. Um, the team will be back, I think, around 1 o'clock tomorrow, and then they'll they'll do a quick walkthrough type practice, a bunch of meetings. And, I mean, it's game week all over again for West Virginia. Yep. And they had a big win over Baylor. Yeah. Yes, big win did. over Baylor. That's uh, – yeah. So, it'll be interesting, interesting to see how everybody heals up and gets back and ready to play. But I've, the mental side of it, too, I think, Matt, I think you hit a good point there. Uh, you, you know, you just – you get tired. And it's push, push, push. And these guys have been playing with high energy uh, all year long because of the way Coach McGuire's and the coaching staff has done. And, you know, it's good to re, you know, re-energize yourself there too, I, I think. So that it does come at a good time. Has anything surprised you with the conference? And, I mean, are you surprised that TCU and Oklahoma State are the two undefeated teams? I, you maybe thought Oklahoma State, but TCU's playing great too. Yeah, Oklahoma State doesn't surprise me as much. TCU maybe, I mean, a little bit. I, I'd say the fact that Oklahoma's probably 0-3 going into today is a little surprising. And then, <laughs> yeah. I mean, Kansas is a great story. I, I remember um, I talked to Coach Emma Jones before the season. He thought, and he, he had he had been at Kansas the last few years, and he thought that they would be much improved and sure enough i mean he he was 100 percent correct and so it, the, the big 12 i think what people are noticing is just a depth top to bottom when iowa state and oklahoma are at the bottom of your league right now at zero and three and those are two teams that were in the conference championship game just a couple of years ago i think that just shows the depth of this league and then it's only going to get better next year when we bring in four uh, really good and yeah. talented teams into the league so 
people are talking about just the competitiveness of other conferences. Well, I'd say top to bottom of the Big 12 right now, you, anyone could get beat or anyone could win any given Saturday. I'll tell you what I've noticed, though, is, is as your quarterback goes or as your quarterback stays healthy, so your team goes, because UT at Austin, the one at Austin, they uh, lost when their quarterback got hurt. Oh, use quarterbacks hurt, and they borderline suck. <laughs> and KU's quarterback hurt, so yeah. you know. And but here's where it comes in handy for us is we not only have a quarterback, we've got a backup, and we've got a third quarterback that you don't lose much, yeah. if any, when you put any combination thereof in the game. So, yeah, I, th- I think uh, Coach McGuire said preseason he thought he had the deepest quarterback room in the country, like no one else could ha- could match our one through three just like we do, and I think it's showing. Um, we looked this up. When you have an open week, you have a little bit of opportunity to look up a few just facts and stats around the country. And we're one of four schools to have three different starting quarterbacks so far this year. And, uh, I mean, it's it's been it's been a challenge a little bit, but all three of those guys, I mean, I think you've seen um, the talent that's there between Donovan, Barron, and then Tyler as well. And so – it's a great quarterback room. It's a great quarterback room full of three really good guys. I mean, I, just from an off-the-field standpoint, those are three quality, quality individuals. And so it'll be interesting to see where it goes these final six games. And uh, I think whoever has the ball, um, we're, we're in good hands because all three have shown that they can um, distribute it to a good receiving core, a young receiving core that's kind of grown up. And, um, we, I mean, as usual, Red Raiders have a good offense. Well, I know you can't uh, tell us who's going to start next week. Uh, you wouldn't if you could, and you probably couldn't because I don't know if anybody knows. But who, just walking around the halls out there, seems the healthiest? Between the three quarterbacks? Yeah. Oh, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I couldn't tell you who's going to start either. Even if I knew, and I, I can promise you, I don't know. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, I, I'd just say probably probably donovan probably right now just because he he played and was um that was the funny thing about the last game is that everyone rolled out donovan and in reality he played a big part in the few plays he went into that game because you probably couldn't see it on television but from my view up in the box as soon as he went out there as a slot receiver defense is adjusted because you you could see three or four coaches on the opposing sidelines immediately go point that he was out there thinking a double pass or a trick play is coming in yeah. reality i think we ran a qb qb power or something like that um with bearing up the middle and got a first down and so um really i think i think we'll probably know more about all all three of those guys probably middle of this next week but you know, I mean, as I said a minute ago, we're in good hands with any of the three. Well, if you're walking behind Morton, does he look like Chester walking, or does he look like he's just a normal human walking? He doesn't know who Chester is. <laughs> Matt doesn't know who Chester Yeah, that may date Matt me a Dillon. little bit. <laughs> Matt Dillon, gun smoke. <laughs> well, Chester had a limp. <laughs> he, he'll, 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 be, he'll be fine. That kid uh, – <laughs> <laughs> that that kid's from Eastland, Texas. He he's uh, he's as tough as they come. He he played it last Saturday. I think fans got a good opportunity of his potential and a good opportunity to see what his potential is as a as a quarterback here. And that kid's a tough kid. He's also a good kid too. So yeah, they're all 
You know, I'm, I'm looking at our schedule, Matt. You know, I really like our schedule. I really do. Because we got West Virginia here for homecoming. Then we mm-hmm. we, we have Baylor here. This is, that's really good to have those two back-to-back. We go to TCU. Now, that's plenty tough. But we got Kansas here, and who knew they were going to be so good. We go to Iowa State, and they're struggling a little this year. And we finish with Oklahoma here. Hello, uh, mm-hmm. use quarterback. Your last back. Six yeah. Are at home. Yeah, it's pretty four good schedule. Six. Yeah, it's great. It's a great finishing schedule for us. Baylor's already sold out. Um, we got. Uh, we're still working on getting to that same point with West Virginia here next Saturday. But the thing I'll tell you is, um, I mean, we're we're running a deal right now on TexasTech.com. It's twenty dollars tickets um, for our bye week, and well, that's if good. you want to see a good team, um, West Virginia is going to be a big game for us. It kind of. Um, just a lot of momentum built if you play well in that one. And so highly encourage people to purchase their tickets, come support this team next Saturday and uh, just go to texastech.com and they'll have all the uh, deals under the ticket tab right there. All right. What's your niece's name? Emeline. All right. Emeline. Emeline. I've never heard. Emeline. Yeah. What's the team of the, what's the team she play for? Oh, you're going to get me on that one. I, don't know <laughs> I knew that one. you didn't know. <laughs> you're just going to yell, go, Emeline. Well, go be I'm a good say, uncle. Go, Emeline, and, and hope for a few goals. And, uh, yeah. You might be following some college football scores. On <laughs> I bet you will. Well. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Matt, we appreciate this, buddy. You're always good to help us. And we, yeah, I appreciate want you to know we, you, we really appreciate it. Thank you, guys. You Have a good rest of your show. Well, All right, man. buddy. See you later. Matt Dowdy, everybody. Assistant Athletic hey. Director. <laughs> charge of communications in charge of communications that's yeah. a lot easier than geo's title geo's uh, <laughs> he has to have he has to have an extra large business yeah. card to get it on there back with more sports talk with thetford and ashby sports talk conversations with a good laugh mixed in this is the sports talk with thetford and ashby podcast from double t 97.3 okay i was telling you about left with chapman foreign america that's larry left to joe chapman and they are at 45 1750th street and they have uh, just a, it's a wonderful store y'all you need to walk in it take a look at uh, the great displays they have there and really uh just Taking care of you, I think, is their main job. If you have to say what's the most important thing to left with Chapman, it's taking care of their customers, making sure they're pleased and satisfied, and that's what they do. And you can count on that. Plus, they have all the different kinds of floorings you're looking for. They do lots of residential in Lubbock, around Lubbock, and, of course, commercial as well. That's left with Chapman Flooring America. Well, y'all, we're at that time of the year when you can uh, change up your Medicare uh, or whatever you do, and uh, add to it. And I, and I have Medicare, but I still don't know what I'm doing. But uh, I do know some people that do know what they're doing, and that is Lori Kasler and Tanya Blackburn at Medicare Solutions of West Texas. Now, these are local people that are experts in this field, and they can help you, and they would love to help you. So go in and see them or give them a call. Let me tell you where they are. They're easy to find at uh, 2513 86th Street. That's and they're in Sweet B. That's over there by University, 2513 86th Street, and their number is 781-3904. Now, they not only help people in Lubbock, but all over West Texas. And down in the Permian Basin, I know a lot of people come up there uh, come up here and sit down with them to go over their Medicare and get it all situated. Medicare Solutions of West Texas. All right. We are working Jackson's training another new guy. We won't see him long. But uh, no, he'll be he'll be he'll be here well, for a while. For young for young males or females, Saturday morning is not yeah. the prime time. Jackson's the one we won't see long. <laughs> he'll be he'll be out of here. I ain't coming on Saturday morning anymore. 
All right, we've been working to try to get Graham Harrell on our show. You remember the Texas Tech great quarterback? I remember him. He was really good. He's the guy that threw the ball to Crabtree and uh, for the touchdown against that Texas team that's in Austin. Oh, I know he threw it. I couldn't remember who'd caught it. Yeah, it was Crabtree. Okay. And uh, oh, it was Crabtree. We've been trying to get Graham. He's now coaching at West Virginia. And yeah, they, they, and they happen last to week. have today off. They're off Because today. they beat the Baylor Bears on Thursday. Baylor Thursday, yes. And I think he's going to zoom in right about now. Y'all you keep do? an eye on the zoom. Uh, one thing he hasn't answered me is, can can he zoom? Oh, he couldn't answer that? <laughs> It'd be nice. To, you need to know that. <laughs> I, I think he can. My gosh, he'd have to be able to. Yeah. who can, Yeah. He's young. and COVID was making everybody zoom. I was thinking while we were looking at Matt Miller on Zoom a little bit ago that when we used to do the whole show on Zoom from our houses, yeah, that was during COVID. That was miserable. Those were the good old days. Yeah, those were really those wonderful. COVID days. Those great days. Let's see. I'm in a car, so I may not be looking at the camera the whole time. <laughs> oh, he's gonna do it on his phone. That's talent. Of course, you do it on your phone when you're in Redosa. Yeah, that's not that big of a deal, but the no. phone does move around. No, just think what we can do now that when we started oh. this show, what, 13 years Well, just years like ago. Matt Miller said, we didn't have phones in the rooms in the dorm. Yeah. You did not have phones. And that's true. I remember that. You had to go down to the lobby to talk to people. That's hard to even comprehend <laughs> now with these students because I'll, I'll guarantee you they spend oh. hours a day on, on their, their phone, phone doing, right. doing different things. So, anyway. But we'll have, uh, I think, momentarily have Graham Harrell on, talk about West Virginia, talk about, uh, good gosh, his days here at Tech. Uh, just get caught up with him. We haven't talked to him in a long time. I think, didn't he go to USC for a while? Yep. Been at USC. The offense coordinator, I think, at USC. And uh, I wouldn't be surprised if one day he, he doesn't wind up back here. He might. He could. He you might. Know, he's a good coach, and we're a good school. Yeah, and he and it's his alma mater, and he's and he's well thought of in these parts. Oh my, yeah, he's no doubt about that. So anyway, we do have, and we didn't even think last week. Billy Joe Tolliver was on last week, and he was so fun. I love having Billy. We need to have him on at least once a month. Have him back on, on homecoming. Yeah, I wish he'd come come out here, uh, and join us out there at the stadium. But uh, but Billy Joe was a delight. Well, you know that, yeah, he is. He's a lot of fun. He's as good a he's as good a guest as a fellow would ever need. Yeah, he's excellent. You know that uh, Patrick Mahomes is coming to Lubbock at some point in time. Mm-hmm. Well, it could be nice to have him on our show. I know, I know a guy that, I know a guy that knows a guy that knows a guy that can maybe get him on. Wouldn't that be something? Well, that would be that'd be nice. I'd it, like to. It really would be. Hey, uh, I think he'd be. By the way, Chuck, it is Chester. That had the limp. That Dennis Weaver played Chester on Gunsmoke, not Festus. There was a Festus though. There was a Festus. I don't know who took whose place. His name was Curtis. Last name was Curtis. Ken I, Curtis. Ken Curtis. And I think one of them took the other one. Curtis place. took Chester. I don't think they were ever together. No, no. Chester was before Festus, and then we used Chester, to watch a Chester lot of Gunsmoke. Chester hobbled off into the sunset. He hobbled off. He kind of had that little and, hitch along. And then Festus came in. Then Festus. Now Festus probably limped around some too, but he. I don't he, remember. He didn't. No, I don't think it was. It was Chester. Do not remember. Okay, have we got Graham? We got Graham there. Oh, Graham, <laughs> you're uh, there. You go. What are you doing, Graham? Where are you going? Can you hear us? He right. dropped. Put the audio on. Put, turn your mind. Yeah, turn the audio on. 
No, the, the audio is on. He dropped. Oh, you dropped. He dropped. Well, he didn't say how long he'd be on. He just said he, <laughs> he, just said he would be on. <laughs> well, that was good to have Graham Harrell. Well, good Graham, thanks him. for being on. It was exciting to see him. <laughs> I, I enjoyed hope, the interview. I hope he knows that he dropped. Yeah, surely he does. Uh, <laughs> you know, the delay, I don't know if anybody's at the TV station right now, but I know you'll have a delay on there, I guess, to make sure we that we don't say something we shouldn't, that y'all could. Y'all never bleep it anyway. There's nobody even there by the bleeper <laughs> that could bleep it. Do we have a cough button in there? If, well, we, if we were to twist off and start <laughs> cussing. And- I got you. There you go. Okay, you got there. that? Yeah. All right. Cough button. Well, I hope we get Graham back. <laughs> I know. It was good. What? We, okay, we got him again? Okay. We, there you are. Good. We thought that was it, Graham. I thought that was all you were going to do. Well, these these cars are too smart. It tried to kick me off because I was driving or something. <laughs> Graham, it's so good to see you. Good to be here. Yeah. Are you in West Virginia right now? Or are you going to watch a game? What are you doing? I'm in West Virginia. I went and watched the game last night, um, but I'm back. I drove back home through the night, and so now I'm uh, I'm back home. Hey, so. you, you do know if we ask you something, you can respond. It's none of your business, and, and that's perfectly <laughs> acceptable. Yeah, we get that a lot, so feel free to say that. All right. Hey, I, I did text with your dad yesterday and told him we were trying to get a hold of you. Did he call you and say, hey, get on with these guys? Yeah, he, he texted me, but... Yeah. He, uh, that was all I got. I got you. Well, man, I know Red Raider fans out here, they're anxious to hear about you and what you're doing. You've been a lot of places. You've had a lot of success and doing some great things. You just beat the Baylor Bears. How'd that feel? That was fun. It was a uh, great game. And we, you know, Baylor's basically a good team, did some good things, and then, you know, had a chance late to kind of win the game. And we tried to keep them in, and we threw a bad interception. Oh. Kept interesting, but found a way to win in the end, and so that was uh, that was a big win for us. Okay, that quarterback just just throws the ball when you really just need to run some clock. Yeah, and he throws an interception. Now he comes to the sidelines, and are you up in the uh, press box? Or are you on the sidelines? I'm in the booth. Yeah, I'm up top. Okay, well you didn't get to visit with him. Eyeball to eyeball, then. <laughs> you did. I wonder what a coach says to a kid when he's done something. I got on the phone with him. That's all. <laughs> Hello, what are you thinking? Yeah, well, are you are you offensive coordinator? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yes, sir. Man, we got a bunch of you guys around the country that are just Eric Morris now up at uh, Washington State, and you guys are y'all are doing y'all have had y'all are doing a great job, really. You've been out at USC. How was that being out in La La Land? It was uh, it's a lot different than Texas, but it was. There's some good things to it. There's some craziness to uh, L.A., but um, we had a good time. You know, we came downtime. You got to go to the beach, so that was a plus. There's, there's great food out there, so so that was fun. The weather was awesome. So there, there were some good things. And my wife, like, we lived out on this hill that was beautiful. So if you didn't have to leave the hill, it was like uh, a full-time vacation. So my wife... <laughs> She yeah. was having a blast. I had to drive to the city every day, so I wasn't having here as much fun. Yeah. Well, so you came to her one day and says, all right, this L.A.'s okay. Well, what do you think about Morgantown? It's Let, good. Let's load up and go to Morgantown. Yeah, it's pretty, too. Yeah, Morgantown is a lot more home than, uh, uh, I mean, just as far as I say home, it's a lot more like Texas where I grew up. So, 
um, you know, like I said, it, it was a, uh, it's like you turn the clock back 40 years coming from LA, you know, LA is like the future or something. And then you come right here and, uh, <laughs> went back in it's, time. Like I said, it's, it's a little more old school, like you turn the clocks back, but it's a, uh, it's been a great place to live for, you know, I've got a, I have a seven year old little boy now, so he can come to the office anytime he wants and his school's right down the street. So from that, from that perspective, it's been, it's been an awesome move and, and been fun to be here. That's great. Well, I think raising a, a, a boy in Morgantown or Lubbock, Texas would be uh, a lot better than raising him in LA. No doubt. No doubt. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, that, that's, that's definitely true. Uh, you know, they, they'll try to teach you some crazy. They'll try to teach you some crazy things out there in California. But hey, we, listen, uh, hey, I, think in, I think here in West Virginia, they're they're just teaching him the basics in school, so that's good. Good, yeah. Take me home, country road. Uh, it that's right. You know, from Ennis, Texas, and, and state champion, and then. But I wonder how often you think about the game against Texas te, against Texas, and and you threw the pass to Crabtree for the. You know, I don't know whether you knew it or not, but that night. Graham, I was up in the stands, and I was yelling at you to hurry up. Hurry up. I was going, we're not even going to get the playoff. Graham's just all laid back. He's just, no hurry. You're doing that little thumb flick deal that you always did. You know, you're flicking your thumb up in there, and I'm going, hurry up. But, I mean, that is one of the iconic plays in the history of Texas Tech and really college football. That, That is such a great memory. Yeah, we didn't want to leave him any time, you know. So <laughs> well, you we didn't. At all. <laughs> well, that was uh, that was a fun night, and uh, you know we had some good years there, and won a lot of fun games. My favorite game is probably when my sophomore year when I beat A and M in A and M. You know that uh, it was, it was there was a little more time, but you know they took the lead late, and I threw that touchdown to Robert. I think I liked it just because it was in in, in uh, on the road at A and M. At A and M, yeah. You know that can be obnoxious down there, so. <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, to go beat them in front of their crowd was fun. But the Texas game, you know, obviously it's kind of the game that I think it, everyone remembers that that uh, era of Texas Tech football for. And, and uh, whether I want to think about it or not, it gets brought up about every every conversation I have. So I, uh, <laughs> I, I get to think of it quite often. Well, do, do they bring up the, the, the time that you weren't going so well out there? The fans, I don't know if we had a quarterback controversy or what, but but you did the we're number one to the to the crowd. Does that does that ever come up? Because that's that's memorable. That's, that's no, that one doesn't. They don't. Uh, they like to forget that one for whatever reason. That was legendary. But, uh, well, you know, here's the crazy thing. Back in the day, you know, they they don't. It wasn't ever on TV or anything. You know. Yeah. Nowadays, that'd be all over social media. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That'd be on the top ten. That'd be number one on the top ten. That's right. Well, that's such so, a classic. I, I mean, do you ever regret that, or do you go, "Hey, that's great"? I think it's great myself. <laughs> uh, not that many people know about it because, like I said, they didn't ever show it on TV. So yeah. only I think only the live audience probably knows much about it. Yeah. Well, we've been telling everybody, Graham. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> no, we we you just are spreading the word, huh? Spreading yeah, the gospel. Spread the, spread the word. <laughs> Well, and, you know, we told Crabtree when we had him on, he was out and he was on the show and did a great job. But we told him, just so you know, that really that whole play was pretty much made by you. He was just on the uh, tail end of it. And That's uh, right. They, they like to call it the Crabtree catch. I think it was the Herald Pass. Right? <laughs> it was the Herald <laughs> Pass. <laughs> Herald Pass. Hey, how is your dad doing? I didn't talk to him on the phone. We just texted. Is he doing okay? He's doing great. Yeah, he is. You know, He's he kind of a miracle, him. isn't he? He really is. Yeah, yeah it really is. And so, uh, his whole story is crazy, and um, but but it's it's awesome. Like he's back, 
coaching in Ennis again, you know, oh, where, wow. where I grew up and where you coach forever. And so, um, <laughs> it's, I don't, I don't know if it's, I guess that's like his dream job because he just done it for so long. He loves it. <laughs> I, you know, he, when yeah. he, when he got, when he got sick the first time he, uh, had to retire. And, and so, you know, now if you ask him if he's ever going to retire, he said, I've already done it once and I hated it. So <laughs> he's, he's on coach forever, I guess, but, um, no, he's having a blast, having a good time. Yeah. Good. Getting back in this uh, is great for him. Well, they'll be up here next week, won't they, for for y'all's game here? Will he be up here? Uh, I don't know if he's coming or not. I'd love I, to uh, see him if he comes to I town. I need to ask him. They should, but. They should. Yeah, he, uh, <laughs> you know, the thing, they, when he's, uh, you know, high school, that they work crazy hours, too. So, yeah. if he has an off week, I know he'll come. If, if he doesn't have an off week the next week, half the time, he, he acts like he, when I played, he actually always got away. But now, <laughs> No, yeah. I'm just coaching. He acts like he can't get away anymore. So <laughs> he's got game planning to do or something sometimes. So he, uh, so I don't know if he'll be there or not. I hope he, I hope they are just because uh, I don't get to see him that much, especially during the fall. But how do you uh, feel about coming back to coming back to your home here and coaching against the Red Raiders? You, you know they're going to they're going to boo you. <laughs> that, that's nothing new. You know? <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, you're a legend here. They may not boo you. No, I don't know. They. Uh, you know they have avid fans, but you know the, the the great thing about Texas Tech fans, they'll let you know how they feel. So um, <laughs> they don't they don't have a problem booing, and uh, they don't have a problem. <laughs> but, uh, but that's you know you want you want fans that care, and they care. You know I think that the uh, I, I I was the, the things I love about Lubbock the most. Unfortunately, I probably don't get to see much of. I think Lubbock has great people, and uh, I actually think Lubbock has great food. You know. Yep. And so the, the bad part about going back to Lubbock for this is I get to go back to Lubbock, but I don't get to see the, the good people of Lubbock or get to try early, try much of the food or, you know, eat much of the food I like. So that's kind of uh, a disappointment, to be honest with you, to go back and not get to do it. You know, I'll bring you some, I get to see the best that Lubbock has to offer. I'll bring you some fried cheese from Spanky's. There you go. <laughs> I walk over there and pregame or something. No, you can do it. Hey, Graham, we got thirty <laughs> seconds left. Why don't you wrap it up? Tell us what it means to come back to Lubbock, or just tell us something that we don't know. Oh, I'm excited to get back there. Like I said, I wish I could. I wish I could stay a little bit though and, and see some people and and try some. Like I said, eat some of my favorite old spots. Yeah. And um, but unfortunately, I won't get to do that probably. But you know, that's all right. It'll be it'll be fun to get back. Um, you know, like I said, Lubbock. I think the city of Lubbock. To be honest, the crazy thing is, is you know, I've, I've created some great memories at Texas Tech, but haven't been back much since. One, because, you know, not long after I was gone, most of the people I knew. You've been listening to the Sports Talk with Thetford and Ashby podcast from Double T 97.3. Catch the show live Saturday mornings from 9 to noon on Double T 97.3 FM or on the Double T 97.3 mobile app.